I was like, who's it going to be? <laughs> Cali Factor. I don't know that person. <laughs> uh, I don't know how it got stuck on my daughter's name, but. Oh, Danica. Yeah. At, for some reason, that sounded like a brand name. And I was not thinking. Yeah, know. you're right. Cali Factor. I like it. Hi, baby. Hey, why don't you go play? I'm going to do this for an hour, and then we got to throwing a surprise birthday party with my husband. Ooh, is it his birthday today? Uh, Monday. Oh, awesome. Um, I'm not the best of wife planner type people, but I've <laughs> kind of let him down the past couple of years. So I'm like, I gotta bring him back it. strong. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm totally gonna hang that up. Can I show? This is my my Teddy's self portrait and his doggy. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Go put it over there. Go play. Yes. Okay, you could go draw me a picture. That would be good. Okay. Sounds good. All right, ladies, I don't know how many people are going to show up today because there's a last minute bonus. So um, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to hop right in there. That being said, did you guys come with questions or are we just kind of here? Because that has two different vibes to it. Both are okay. I'm just curious where we're at. Just kind of came to listen. Yeah, I didn't have many questions today. Everybody? Yeah, Natalie, do you have a question? You never have questions. Oh, well, I, I, only if there's time left, I have a question. So Well, there's yeah. time left right now. Way to go. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure if it's not a money now question, just stop me, okay? Hey, this is a bonus call for whatever. Okay. So I got news that my... Uh, portraits of writers got into um, a bookshop cafe thing. I didn't know you were doing that. You did not tell me about this. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, that's amazing. Well, it was my exhibition that was in a library and it's finished now. So I got 50 portraits here at home and I don't want to just have them laying around. So before the exhibition, I mailed some places and other libraries and so now this book cafe that I really love is um, willing to take them they won't be able to take all 50 of them of course but 50 is a lot yeah yeah but I'm so happy but I'm for now from the exhibition in the local library that they were I didn't get well, I got one sale of them okay and I didn't and really make how much them were they? 200 okay yeah. yeah keep going sorry yeah but I didn't really make an effort to sell them I didn't I don't I don't I don't know I just didn't have the intention of really making a lot of sales but I don't want to have 50 right canvases laying around so now I was thinking maybe how can I do a little extra effort 
for that bookshop thing. Yeah. Also, it's in my town. So I don't know. I feel like making it a, a sales moment too. They'll okay. be there. They'll be there uh, from 15th of July until half of September. So that's nice. So I can do something, but I don't, I'm not sure what to do because I already invited everyone that I know to the exhibition. That they the library in. one. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, but I feel like it's a visibility thing that I, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Um, okay. So when I'm thinking about what to do in order to make more sales, mm -hmm. the first thing that I do is think about what are the connection points that I can find? So one, you've already built one in by putting it in a book coffee shop. I don't even yeah. know what that is, but it sounds cool. You don't have but that. well, they sell books and you can have a coffee there. Oh, okay, cool. So people stay for a while. Yeah. Do and they have um, like a certain type of book? Or is it like, tell me more it, about this place. It's a bit of a high end thing, more literature, more than just, it's more, it's a bit of an elite thing, but it sounds negative, but. No, it doesn't. It, it's not cheap and people, the real readers go there. Yeah. You know? Correct me if I'm wrong, but. I'm guessing a good chunk of your portraits are probably of the word you used was elite literary. Yes. Type. Yes. Yeah. So I think it, it's a great match. Mm -hmm. I really feel like you could curate it to be very specific to that place where mm -hmm. like you go in, you take a lay of the land, see like what books they have, if they're like highlighting a particular book at any given time like can we make a display with that author's portrait like could we make it more than just book coffee shop art hanging on the walls like yeah. how can we bring those two together yeah to become a more elevated experience and it doesn't have to be super complicated mm -hmm. but like I'm just spitballing here and I don't want you to try to do all this stuff. I'm just thinking and it's just rolling out. Yeah. So um, like maybe there could be a weekly talk about a certain book with an author that you like and you could like lead a discussion or um, like I said before, like a really simple idea is just kind of figuring out a way to display your art with that book maybe a synopsis of why you love that book so much. I can definitely do that, yeah. Penny, Penny, I need you to go play with you're distracted. Okay. No. I don't want to play. Okay, can you sit down? Okay, that would be, that would be good. Um, that being said, the, the first thing I said was when I'm trying to have a sales moment, I look for like all the connection points that I can. The second thing that I look for is how can I 
build some sort of invitation, event, relationship, anything kind of moment into it as well. So like the, mm-hmm. the author talk, book talks would be something that could be that. Yeah. Um, it could be as simple as like a, an open house, see the new art, meet the artist. But I don't feel like that's going to be quite as effective as something where it's more about the authors themselves. Yeah. I know that they do, how, how do you say that when a book comes out, the fir- that first evening, they do mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But yeah. that's more local authors. Maybe yeah. I, can, I can ask them what they have planned and hop on that thing because you could always <clears throat> I don't know if this is the direction I want to tell you to go but you could always make I know you knocked those out real quickly like I was shocked by how quick you did 50 paintings <laughs> like we could do a painting of the author if they've got a book release mm. coming out type of thing yeah. Um, piggyback off of that but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know or like or connect to that author's work so Mm -hmm. how much do I really want to encourage I mean it wouldn't hurt but we're also working on we have 50 things yeah maybe I can ask them what books are coming out in that period and Mm -hmm. if maybe I have yeah never hurts to ask yeah yeah so I think where I would start is who bought your last, that, that one painting at the library that sold? Who bought that? My aunt. Because it's, she my it? favorite, it's her favorite author of all times. Who was it? Stephen King. Oh, okay. That was not what I was expecting. So. <laughs> mind, but not what yeah. I would have picked. Um, He's, he's not handsome at all, but well. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. No. Okay, so I've just like word vomited a lot at you. What are you hearing? What are you thinking? What's going on in that little brain of yours? I like the display thing. So I can mm-hmm. maybe work with the cafe a little bit too as to if there's something coming out or a, an author in, in a picture that they put my portrait there on, a, on one of those tables. And I also, I feel like I need to somehow get new, well, people are passing there. A lot of people are coming there. They're readers, they buy books. So that's a good thing. I feel like I need to grab them more than just hang there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the portraits, not me. (laughs) Because I feel like I exhausted my circle of readers already. And so maybe I can put flyers there to announce something or on the tables or... So the way I see it in my brain, what you're describing and what I described together is Mm -hmm. like 
maybe five at a time. You know, instead of like just having the books in the bookshelf, like have one facing out, kind of like they do at the library with the stand. Mm -hmm. And then next to that, there's why I love this book. And then like a sentence or two or three about you and a little QR code to get to your Instagram yeah. or newsletter oh, yeah. list or something like yeah. that. Um, and also the price of the painting. Yeah, that would be cool. So essentially, yes, you could put flyers up there, but like how many people besides just when they're like waiting in line for their coffee, go and actually look at the flyers and do something about it? No. Like I look at flyers but I don't know that I've ever actually taken action from a flyer. Mm -hmm. I like your idea to make it when they're looking at the books in the shelves to have a connection there because they're looking at that book and I like that book or... Right. Yeah, I like it. I think that Should that's I a good starting place. Um, ask, the, ask them if they'd be okay with that. I don't know why they wouldn't be because it's almost like free advertising for them to help them sell more books. Yeah. Are they taking a cut of your paintings? No. no that's very nice. Um, and I would also think about the the author talks. Like on Tuesdays. I don't know why Tuesday. No. Tuesday evenings. Um, yeah. Kind of a just a little bit bigger version of the display. Here's why I love this book. Why do you love this book? Let's talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good idea. Thank you. Do you think it's a good idea to start the, the little notes before the exhibition or only during those two months? Um, well, first I would ask and see if they're okay with it. Of course, of course. Yeah. And then I would do it as soon as possible. Okay. Like yeah, I would do it for the exhibition and during the two months. Yeah. And then if one painting sells, you replace it with another display. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you. I think that that could be really nice. And I'm, I'm optimistic about it because it has so many connection points. The harder part is these people don't know you. And so mm -hmm. usually like there needs a little bit of nurturing in there, but the, the price yeah. point is low enough. There's enough connection points. If you do some sort of in-person thing where they're connecting with you, I, I feel like you got some good chances there. And the in-person thing, I'm not sure that I see what it would be. Like a book it, club. About one book? Mm -hmm. About one book with one author's portrait that you have. And you just kind of lead the discussion. You don't have to have a talk. You just say, here's what I love about it. What do you love about it? And you guys just get to talk. Yeah. And, but how would I reach them? How would they know about it? Yes. I guess that would be the part where you would have to put up a flyer. Maybe give the bookstore some, uh, Invitations. content for their social media to put out and you kind of mm -hmm. do the same if you know anyone who might want to yeah. come to a particular one you reach out 
at the door. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're gonna talk about that with them. Yeah, see what comes of it and come back and we'll we'll go from there. Yeah. But right now we're okay. just kind of throwing out ideas. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's my amethyst. Well, thank you. Did that bring up anything for anybody else? There's a ton going on in my head, Jessica. I'm just trying to like formulate. <laughs> mm. You don't have to formulate. You can just spitball. Um, I think the two biggest things I'm trying to figure out right now are the pricing side of my art, not in terms of, so how do I say this? So when I started doing my art, the pricing was kind of like, oh, that thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to put a pricing on it. But what I really wanted was people to have my art. Like that's what was driving me. And so what I've found is I found this like sweet spot where I noticed, like I just had a festival and everybody goes, oh, wow, that's really affordable. Oh, you know, like it got, it, it sold a girl faster. Like she was like, oh my God, I, she fell in love with these two pieces and I could tell she was expecting it to be expensive. And she walks up and she goes, oh, it's only that. And then it just immediately like turned her. So the good news is I'm noticing like my pricing is helping sell the art, but it, you know, like it's taking them over that hump, right? Mm -hmm. The challenge I'm now having though, is I'm hustling really, really hard because my pricing is there, right? Your time and energy is not matching. Yes, exactly. So like, I think the piece behind me is a great example. So like, what does if, that cost? Yeah. So this one, I would probably put it as like, maybe 750. Okay. Um, but then when I think about like the time and effort, right. And you put like an hourly rate on it. I'm like, okay, that's like 20 bucks an hour, or 40 bucks an hour. Right. Um, but I'm also a painter that loves to paint. So it's like last night I spent three hours painting right when everybody's sleeping. So I'm just trying to figure out this like whole, I don't want to burn myself out, but I'm also yeah. noticing it's, it's selling the art. I did a whole hour and a half long talk about pricing yesterday. So okay. you're in luck. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So there's notes. Essentially what I was talking about is why we can't price things based on our overall goals, why we can't price based on what, um, other artists are pricing theirs at. We can't price based on what we think we, people will pay. Um, and the one you said was hourly. Yeah. Do I wanna get into why? Sure, why not? Hourly, if we price based on hourly, you're keeping yourself stuck in a trap of never being able to make more. Yeah. Because no matter what you do, it's based on hours to money ratio. Right, right. Um, if we price based on our goals, the people who I surround myself with tend to have very uh, lofty goals, which is a good thing. I love that about my people. However, if we then go, I wanna make $10,000 a month and I wanna sell three paintings a month. So that means I need to sell each painting for 
$3,500, then you're like, yeah. And your brain goes to a standstill and you stop marketing and you stop selling because you're now afraid of your pricing. Yeah. You can't price based on what other people around you do because they have a different size audience. They have a different level of interaction with their audience. They have a different skill level than you do. They have a different marketing skill level than you do. They have more or less time put in behind you than you do. And you don't know what all those factors are. So you comparing to anybody else is just like a disaster. Teddy. So you can play with it. Okay, then just put it down. Okay. Um, and what was the last thing I was to say? Oh, also, even if you could manage to get all of those things perfectly in line and you knew that all those factors were the same as yours, when you look at their pricing, it's gonna be all across the board. Like one of those people is gonna have 3,000, one of those people is gonna have 300 and anywhere in between. Yeah. So comparison pricing is just a shit way to do it. Excuse me. Uh, pricing based on what we think people will pay 90% of the time means we are getting stuck in that cycle of I am working really hard, yeah. but I am not able to ever really get ahead. Mm -hmm. And so my answer to that is energetic pricing. What you just told me was 750 for you. And this is not for anyone else. You can take the concept, you can't take the numbers. Yeah. For you, 750 feels like I totally sell that. People will totally buy it. Um, but it feels like it's not getting back to me. And that means, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, now that being said, the way that I like to combat whatever resistance comes up there is well, one you have become confident in that pricing. Mm -hmm. That is a huge factor in energetic pricing. So when we become confident one price, we can raise it. Okay. Um, but also that small, medium, large model. Have we talked about this yet? Yeah. Small, medium, large. So the one behind you, would you consider that a small, a medium or a large for you? Um, if you had to pick. Probably a medium. Okay. Medium. Yeah. So what would feel good for you that, okay, I'm going to increase it to a point where I still feel some level of confidence. I'm not fully confident, but I feel some level of confidence that I can still go out and put myself out there and sell things if I raised that price. Um not not the value you mean so just where where do i think i could level it to that i would still probably get interest is that what you're asking no because okay. that's pricing based on what you think people will pay yeah i mean inside of danica's oh, heart yeah 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 what price feels right for that piece i think between like 950 to 1100 Okay. Depending upon like, it's not done yet. So I still yeah. have, you know, once it's done, but around, probably around that. Also can't price based on how good we think it is. It's gotta be pretty standard across the board. Okay. Got it. Um, so 
that being said, we know the size, we know where we think it's going. If I DM'd you and said, hey, Danica, how much is that? What are you going to write back to me without vomiting? Cringing. <laughs> like, we um, still got to believe in the price. Yeah. Yeah, probably the 950. Okay, so it's Nine. now 950. Yeah. For now. We're going to continue working our way up. And this is actually the quickest way to raise your, raise your prices effectively because you continue to increase your confidence in it. Mm, I see what you're doing. Mm. So okay. that's not, that 950 is not our ending place. That's our starting, our next step place. Got it. I think I'm connecting what you're saying. Cause I, um, I did this with my ornaments when I first started as I was selling ornaments and I started with like, I just want people to buy the ornaments so that I can yeah. like do art for free. Right. And so I sold them for like $12 and they oh. flew, right. <laughs> they yes, flew. Of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now, you know, I'm going to do 15 because I'm spending more time and they're, you know, whatever. And then they still flew. And so like, now they're all the way up to like 35 and that's like for a small one. And I feel super confident in it because I right. know. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I get you. And I'm also, so someone yesterday in this talk that I was doing said, well, I've, so she was burning charcuterie boards. And she said, I know I can sell these really well for, I forget what the price was, uh, $100. And they fly and it's good and it's quick and whatever. I've tried selling them all the way up to $250, but they take longer to sell. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, let's look at this. How much longer do you think it took that $250 charcuterie board to sell versus that? hundred dollars charcuterie board would it be somewhere in the realm of two and a half times longer and she said well yeah that's about how much longer it took so, okay so yes it took longer but you're still getting it you're got still it. getting it but you're doing a third of the work got it because you don't now have to go sell three, two and a half three. yeah you only have to sell one yeah, it does take longer. You get the same price. You get the same amount of time per. What am I trying to say? I get what you, I get what you're. Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you. I'm not articulating well, but you're following, so it's mm -hmm. all good. Yeah, I do. That makes a ton of sense because that's what happened at that festival, right? It was like, oh my gosh, I sold a ton of stuff, but then I'm like, dude, I just only made like seven hundred dollars. Which okay, you take out the fees, you know, now I only made five hundred. I'm like, oh. you know, like it was like, uh, it, was it like, felt good in the moment. You got that, those dopamine hits for the sales, Yeah, but dopamine hits do not necessarily good business make. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that transition that I'm going through of like doing art as a side hustle to now. Okay. Danica, you got to start treating this like a true professional business. Right. Okay. Well, you okay. took step one. You invested in your business, which means it's like a signal to yourself. I'm taking this seriously. And I'm, I know that like, this sounds very self-serving because yes, you are paying me, but yeah. I really truly believe in investing in yourself as a way to really grow your business. 
Okay. Because I do it all the time. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I pay every, I've looked, I, I use this bench accounting, which I don't know if I recommend or not. It's fine. But um, they do a report for me every year that shows me where my money is going. And I spend double on education that I do on my two contractors every year. Oh, wow. That's cool. Which may not work for everybody, but it's what works for me. Like, yeah. I need that. And if I don't have something, I slow way down. I don't have anybody telling me what to do. And I'm just going to do what I know. I know how to do all this. Yeah. There's still something to it. I think that's a good, good advice. Cause I've also been thinking about some areas of like, I think we talked last time about, you know, this digital marketing, how much I hate it. And I was like, dude, there's kids in school that are like freshmen in college that I could probably pay $20 in Idaho <laughs> to go do this for me and the payback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, I agree. I need to just get over that hump. Um, before you go hiring anyone to do your social media, let's chat. Okay. Hey, Teddy. Look at me. I really need you to not do that. I'm having a call with my clients and it's very distracting. If you want to sit with me, you can. But you making fire truck sounds is not helping. You understand? You can you can sit right there. But you gotta be quiet. You can play too. You just gotta be quiet. Um, so what I really like to ask at the end of a conversation, I don't always remember, but what are you going to take away and what are you going to change and what's, if anything, is your homework? Yeah, I think it's the, so pricing to the value that I put on the art, not what somebody else is going to, I think they're going to buy. Mm -hmm. And then I also think I just need to kind of really start listening to the narratives I'm telling in my head as well. Like, okay, yeah. what am I saying to myself when I'm doing this? Right. Why am I doing that? Um, Cause I think that's going to be the part I'm going to have to really work on for sure. So in the toolkit, there is a section called face your fears and I feel like maybe I should change the that word because it's not necessarily fears but it is like but you're not translating it that way yeah it's the the beliefs that you are telling yourself yeah and I've created a little tool in there called the limiting belief examiner and anytime you are paying attention then one of those little things comes up I honestly, I've, I use the tool for myself. I think it's like super helpful to change. And me and Natalie have done a ton of those together. Haven't we, Natalie? Um, do you find them helpful? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Definitely. They're a game changer for me. And I've got a couple of examples in there as well. So like, if you want to watch me taking someone through it, you can do that. It's just a worksheet. It's real simple, but 
it's very powerful to change the way you think about things. Okay. So I might recommend that. Sounds Oh, great. look. Um, it's a printable worksheet, so you definitely don't have to have this, but um, if you ever wanted it in the cell art, like the master planner, mm. there's like a whole chunk of them so that you can kind of keep them in one place organized. You can go back and refer to them because just doing it once isn't usually enough. You usually have to refresh yourself a couple of times. Yeah. Um, the, another way you could do that is just print a bunch of them off and like staple them together and keep them somewhere where you can find them when you need them. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend I also want to say, as far as the small, medium, large thing goes, are you interested in doing small, medium, large? Or are you like, I really like the size and this is kind of where my sweet spot is and I'd like to stay here for a while. Yeah, I do. Um, I definitely do a range. So what I found, I just found before this festival that works really well for me mm -hmm. is I'll go get like a ton of small canvases. Like I'll get like 12, like, you know, six by 10 or like 11 by 14 and I'll lay them out and I'll literally do like base come back to the big one, go to the next one. Like, and it keeps mm -hmm. my creativity going crazy. So I, I used to just like this size, but now I'm actually finding the range is helping my creativity. And it's also, I think it's helping me find new buyers as well. Like I really yeah. realized that at the festival, that there was a ton of people that were like hemming and hawing over the big ones and they saw the little ones and they're like, mm, okay, I'm going to get this instead, you know? So yeah, I think it's so generally, I'm, not sure that I'm sticking with this role for you, but generally I recommend either going with all three, large and small, okay, or medium only. So what okay. you're telling me is you like the medium and the small? Well, I mean, I don't know what you would consider me. So I would say my large is a, so this is, um, I'm working on a whole series. My big one mm. is 30 by 30. This is, what is this, 30 by, this is like 24 by 30. So, I mean, depending upon who you're talking to, that's mostly large, you know? Yeah. So I don't, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't have any hard and fast guidelines about what a medium or a large or a small looks like. It's kind of up to you. Okay. What I do try to do is think about it in terms of large is really pushing my comfort zone on what I think I can sell and like what I think I can make and what I think is possible like I'm just overall pushing myself with the large yeah with the medium it's more of a I believe in this I can I want to make a lot of these I like them uh people like them ready go yeah small is I want I still want to have that touch point for someone who's not going to buy the medium or the large. Yeah. So the way that I kind of do it in my head is I pick the medium price. So 950, mm -hmm. I either double or triple it depending on what my large is to me. Yeah. So two to $3,000 for the large, which would probably mean in your head, you're going to want even bigger than six inches more than the medium. 
Yeah, yeah. And then the small becomes a tenth of the price of the large. So like three hundred. Got it. Two hundred, three hundred, somewhere in there. Okay. So that's how I like to kind of think about it. Got it. I think you named where I am now is these are the push and the scared and the like the jitters, right? And then the smalls, and that's what I just learned at the festival. The smalls are like, I can pump these out. They're super cute. They're fun. You know, Mm -hmm. like I know how to kind of sell those. So I think what you're kind of digging at is I've got to figure out how to get over the headspace of the big ones to price them right. And then use the small ones as like my comfort zone. Right. And even the mediums are kind of your comfort zone, but you're pushing it a little bit. Big ones are like just super pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Love, you've been quiet the past couple calls. Do you have anything? Um, <laughs> it's okay if you don't. I'm just actually sometimes I need a push to speak up. So yeah, I think I had a question. Um, well, I still do. I guess in regards to um, flash sales when. Mm. Is it good to do flash sales? It's a loaded question. <laughs> if uh, good tell me do. why you want to do a flash sale. Because um, I want or to might give, want to do one. Yeah, I want I want to give my online non in person community the same offering I do during in-person shows for my cocktail prints, which is if I do bundles, it's cheaper than buying them individually. And it's worked really well in person. I haven't really successfully given out to online sphere. Have you tried? Yeah, briefly, but energetically, I just wasn't in in it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't push it. The cocktail prints are not the focus of our art making and selling right now, correct? Yeah, it's not. What in the world are you guys doing? Uh, so this is a hard question because essentially, what you're asking is, where can I plug in a sale for something out of the blue and do well with it? Um, I do think that you have showcased it enough on your Instagram to where people know that you do that and expect it from you. Um, I don't think it needs to be a big, long thing because it's not your focus. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. That being said, it does have to have enough time surrounding it for people to know about it and get into it. The alternate al- alternative to that would be like a two-day sale. Oh, hey, surprise, here's what I'm doing, ready to go, where they don't really have time to 
say, well, I'm going to think about it and you just like spring it on them and then it's over. Like yeah. you send out three social media posts and two emails and that's their warning. So there's not really a right answer, but did any of the things I said feel better to you or more aligned or? Yeah, my initial thought is already, it needs to be just quick, you know, mm. think to prepare too hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I guess now my only, only dilemma, when should I do it? Right. Well, there's not really a <laughs> best time. Yeah, not this weekend since it's Mother's Day and it's not really for Mother's Day. Well, it depends. Moms might like to drink their cocktails. <laughs> I, don't know. I know there's a market for that. Yeah. Um, it's not going to make it on time. <laughs> no, it's not going to make it on time. So what if, let's look at the calendar, shall we? Hmm. We could do it, well, my calendar's not good. We could do it like at the end of the month and like kind of just barely hint at it, maybe in our stories mm. or maybe one post. Hey, at the end of the month, you know, I think I'm going to do this thing, but it's going to be real quick. You better keep a lookout for it. I think if you want to know for sure, DM me and I'll remind you personally. Is it a good, because the end of the month is also the beginning of June. That first weekend, I actually have a show. Is mm. that good to coincide or before? You could use that as a, the reason I am doing this sale is because I do it at my in-person show and mm. I want to give you guys the same opportunity. And so while I am live at this show, I'm also hosting this online sale. Uh, in that case, I would have, the content pre-written, pre-scheduled, so you don't have to deal with that. Um, and also, like I said, kind of hint at it and say, if you know you might be interested in it, it's going to be real quick. So DM me and I'll make sure to notify you. Okay. And then right before you go to the show, you can say, hey, it's starting in an hour. Just wanted to remind you, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I'll I, I kind of like that. I'll go with that. Yeah. It makes more sense too, since I'm on the show. Might as well. You know, yeah. You if you're going to have a sale, I really like to say why we're okay. having a sale. Yeah. Not just having a sale. Yeah. It feels better to mm -hmm. have a reason why. Because I don't normally, I rarely throw any sale. That's why I don't know even how to go about it yeah so natalie did a sale not that long ago and what she did was she made it a um i am moving and i want all these pieces to have mm. love sale okay yeah so you can make anything a reason <laughs> but the reason makes it makes the sale more powerful because maybe they connect to your reason maybe or maybe they're just like, oh, there actually is something connected to this. She's not just like throwing it out there and I can get it whenever I want. Yeah, that's what, because I I do the same. If I don't connect with a sale or there is no reason, then yeah. just like how Old Navy's always have sales and right. markets. <laughs> okay. There's this garden company I'm 
garden bed company I'm kind of obsessed with called Vigo Gardens. And I started following them, I don't know, six months ago. I don't think they're ever not having a sale. So like a couple of times I was like, oh, I need to jump on this and get a couple more before. And then I realized like, oh no, what doesn't matter when I buy from. And I started even like paying attention to their sales. Like right now it's um, Mother's Day, buy one, get one 30% off. The one before that was 20 or $30 off a bed. And I was like, I'm curious. So I went and calculated it out. It was the exact same discount. They're just presenting <laughs> it in different ways at different times to, I don't know. I don't want to say be tricky. I don't think they're trying to be tricky, but like. Just to be creative with their wording. Be creative with their, this is always the price all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to fall into where people think you are that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thanks for poking at me because <laughs> I was wondering when to ask you that question. That's right. Ask me whenever you want. <laughs> I mean, when in this call, I was like, all right, mine should be a little fairly short. I'll wait. <laughs> no, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Megan, Nikita, you guys got anything? I like these little intimate calls. They're nice. I'm stuck on my business name because my actual name is Zatatech Studios and because nobody could pronounce it, then I switched yeah, over to that hard. Smiles Smiles by Megan, but that was meant to be for, I was writing postcards, like it was a thing. It was like a offering yeah. and I kept it because people could pronounce it and it sort of worked, but it, the, each of the letters means something. So it's like smiles. Uh, it used, yeah, it used to be special moments in life elegantly shared, but then I wow. didn't think my stuff was elegant enough. And so now I just put it as, um, I think it's just sharing moments in life every day, which is, it kind of works, but it, it feels awkward. And like you were saying, you couldn't find me that one day. So I added my last name. To I noticed that thing. I searched for you the other day. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, I've thought about just doing like Megan Spindler creative or something like that, but I, then I got to get another domain name and change the doing business as, and that's not that big of a deal. It just, now I'm don't want to do anything to get set up for the things we talked about the other day, because I don't want to call it. <laughs> okay, so what we talked about the other day was you find the stories that trigger conversations and turn them into keepsake table pieces for events. Um, assuming what I see probably always remaining the same is I find the stories that trigger conversations. Whether or not you always make keepsake table centerpieces for events, I feel like that's kind of up in the air. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. So I don't want you to rename anything based on an offer. I really do think something as simple as Megan Spindler Creative is nice because mm -hmm. You're not going to have to change it again later. 
Right. So mine, my name is stupid. It's the J. Craig, isn't it? Like it's, uh, the artistmarkets.co. What does that mean? Nothing. Says artist. I think when I made it, perhaps I was thinking about SEO, like marketing and artist. Honestly, I don't remember, but I'm not going to change it. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the name is because the name is not, I don't know. Maybe this could be argued. But at least people can say it. Like, can I? Yeah. Because it could just be like, I could shorten it to like Z Studios instead of Zeta Text, like when people can't say it. But well, why would you do Z Studios? Zeta Tech means like questioning and pondering. Mm. I took it out of a Balderdash game. And so it fit with what I do and what I. Yeah. Like, it I totally like does. it. It's it's the right word, but but no one knows what it means unless you explain it. it. Correct. Gotcha. I tend to think it's more of a branding word than a name word. You can talk about the word, why you love the word, what the word means to you, how it's kind of like your motto or your okay. Uh, your flag or your whatever you want to call it and then the name is simple okay if we're gonna change the name let's go with the megan spindler creative smiles by megan is fine it works okay. it's yeah. not like probably everything you want it to be but it's it's not hurting anything okay maybe i'll just leave it <laughs> okay Good enough. It, I, you know what I would do is I would leave it until okay. I have a pit in my stomach that won't go away until I change it. Okay. Because all my, like, not that I'm doing the wholesale stuff, but all the the catalog and the cards that everything has that name on it for the orders that I have out there. The way so. that I see it, changing your name at this point feels like busy work and keeping from the real thing. Yeah. And I get why you might want to, but yeah, not yet. Sounds good. Wait till you, you can't not. Yeah. Okay. Nikita, I believe said she was just listening. Let's see. So working through what we talked about yesterday. Awesome. Good job. Uh, 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 um. Let's see, is there anything we want to talk about for the last eight minutes? Since we kind of talked about everybody's questions. Um, so I have been thinking <laughs> about what I really want you guys to know about different months and purposes and like, how can I simplify this down to the core of what you need to know without giving you too much? And so essentially, Let's just talk real quick. I don't have a whole lot, to, but let's talk about visibility together, shall we? Does that sound good? Sweet. Yes, they do. Okay. 
<laughs> so I broke it down into three. What do we need to know for a visibility month? What is the purpose of it? And what do we want to measure? Because I really feel that unless we are measuring the, this small, slow burn success doesn't feel like it's happening unless we can actually see it. So starting with no, we really want to pick a focus visibility area to either strengthen what we've already been doing or experiment in a way that we can get our out, art out in front of more people. So when we had our workshop this month, I did three examples. Everybody kind of picked their where I want to focus on my visibility right now. Um, I have a list inside of, I'll have to find it for you, that's fine. Um, but if you need like some examples to get your brain flowing, does anyone know where their visibility focus is this month? Or is everybody still kind of like, I'm thinking about it. Which if you are thinking about it, it's fine. Like I haven't said, you have to know by the second of the month. My visibility focus was, um, this may be kind of skirting into the next one, but it was when I go to a festival, everybody always goes, oh, can I have your card? And they walk away. Mm. Right. And so mine this time instead is I want to get your email and I want to connect with you. And then I want to send out, I haven't never done a newsletter. So my first shot um, I'm working on right now is to send out a newsletter to all those leads that I just got. Awesome. So, and I think, yes, that's it is kind of skirting into the next one, but I'm down for it. Okay. <laughs> I really want everyone to know, and I say it a lot, but I'm just gonna keep saying it because it takes time to sink things in. The main purpose of any kind of event or invitation or in-person thing is to find those people and bring them through to the next step. And so if we can say Danica's visibility thing is creating a habit of when she has an event, bringing them to the next step. I'm all for that. Even though that's not something I would have written down as a option for one, take it, run with it. Let me find that list and pull it up real quick. I think I shared it, but. Uh, can I ask a specific question about visibility? No. Yes. Um, so we had talked last time about a local event that's coming up, uh, called the queen city tea party, where they're raising funds for women who need mental health therapy. And the event sounds really cool. It's going to be like tea and, and, um, sound bowls and poetry. Like these are my people. Sounds um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so I sent them an email offering, um, a commission spot as like part of the giveaway, potentially in exchange for a ticket. And uh, they responded back and uh, they were so gracious, but they let me know that like they are pretty much bootstrapping it right now. Mm. 
and they're trying to really get the word out and get this event filled. So they can't really, they're not in the position to do that right now to give tickets away. That's so it. I'm just wondering, um, do I still try and use this as a visibility opportunity? It's like a hundred dollars a ticket. Um, do I go and just see how it pans out or I'm not sure what to do. How tight would a hundred dollar ticket be for you? I mean, it could just go on the business credit card and I do feel like I need to be putting myself in front of more people. Mm -hmm. um, like I've been kind of in the same circles for the past month or two. Mm -hmm. and I need to kind of break out of that so I'm wondering I'm not sure I agree with that particular mm. statement because okay. what you are doing is you're taking your circles and you're doing this with them and they keep getting bigger it feels slow but they are getting bigger okay now does that mean you shouldn't go to this event and get in front of other people no it's kind of about like how how much push do you want to give yourself to really get in front of people now and maybe the answer is i want to push hard and then i say yes you should go um again what i just said to danica was the purpose is to find people to bring down through the next steps if you are going thinking I have to make a sale to cover it, then I would be skeptical of doing it. Mm. It depends on your motivation. Is my motivation visibility or is my motivation to immediately get a sale? And I'm not saying you won't, you could. Mm -hmm. But if you go into it with that being that it, be it is a success in my head now, only if I make a sale, then we're kind of defeating the purpose of using it as a visibility. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go into any event with that sentiment and that pressure on myself of like, well, I need to make a sale now. Da, 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 da. Um, I'm thinking of it more as like my garden of visibility and this is a potential yeah. seed that I could plant. Yeah. So the way that this rotate, oh, look, it's already 11. Um, the way this rotation works is that every cycle you're adding things. So like maybe our last unofficial cycle was you like reaching out to these yoga movement groups and starting there. And that doesn't end because you now go and do something else. Um, so like it builds. So now we're going to go reach out to this circle and then we're going to maybe next time I'm making this up, do a little bit of SEO work. And that's going to build on this and this. And the next cycle, we, I don't know, do a 30-day reels challenge and like try to really get in front of people on Instagram. And like we're picking different things, but they're all building together. And it could be, hey, I'm going to do the same thing every time. I'm going to go to a different yoga studio every visibility month that I'm going to like make buds. That's fine too. But the point is we're adding. Is that helpful? I don't know if I answered your question. 
Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, that gave me a good perspective. So what are you going to do? I have the answer. <laughs> What's the answer? You've brought it up two or three times now. You got to go. I should just go. <laughs> Your something in you is telling you you should go. Mm. Or you wouldn't still be thinking about it. You would have let it slide by now. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so go buy a ticket. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm going to real quick finish this and then I'll let you go because I have a dirty house and no food and people coming over in six hours. Uh, okay. Your group invitation for your visibility month, this is another thing you need to know, is your chance to get in front of new people like we were just discussing. That is the second thing you need to know about visibility months. And that applies for any invitation any month. Um, and then we also wanna know where we're spending our time. We worked on that, that worksheet together in the workshop this month. That is where you spend your time. So those are the three things you need to know about to have a successful visibility month is you gotta know where you're gonna spend your time. It, ideally, not every time does this work out, but you have some sort of group invitation that you can find new people at. And we have some sort of focus on, here's how I'm going to find new people. That's the bare minimum you need to know about visibility. The purpose of the month is to look for ideal art buyers, that we can add to our orbit list and we can hopefully get them to add themselves to our content so we have more touch points with them. New ideal art buyers go to our orbit list, go to our content. The second purpose is we wanna make smalls and test them and see if we can sell them. Smalls of whatever our big and our medium are gonna be. So like Danica, as you are creating that back there, um, now might be a great time to pull out some more canvases and do your back and forth action. Uh, we want to measure so we can see that we are making progress. This is the third section. What do we want to measure? We want to measure how many ideal art buyers we've gained, which means that we're using our orbit list. Does everybody know what the orbit list is? Okay, coming back to that real quick. Uh, we wanna know how many leads we've gained, if, if any. Does anyone know the, not know the difference between an ideal art buyer and a lead? I can go over that real quick too. I just will. But the third thing is how many people are now in the place where I want to gather them to share content? How many did I gain there? So the orbit list, Danica and anyone else who does not know. All right, we can find this in either the toolkit or the foundation month. I'll go to the toolkit because it's just kind of my default. Under identify your ideal art buyers. There's a little get started with your orbit list spreadsheets. It looks a little something like 
Oh, you can't see, there's two new things. Uh, looks like this. If you're not a fan of spreadsheets, please try it anyway, because you will be a fan of this one once you learn to use it. I can absolutely guarantee it. Makes your life way, way easier. So instead of just, I'm going to this art fair and I'm seeing if I can add them to my email list, the ones that I really connect with, that I have some sort of connection points with, I'm adding them to here. Um, because then we can start to nurture. We're not gonna try to nurture all the people on here at once, but we capture them in one place so they don't get forgotten. And we don't just have all these visibility moments for impulse buyers only, because that's you only making 20% of the sales you could make, and that's dumb. Let's not do that. We're putting all this effort into getting in front of more people. Let's lead more people through the sales. And we will talk about how to do all of that, but not right now. So. In this spreadsheet, I have some different columns for you, like, are, is this person a past client? Are they someone that I would collaborate with or that might refer me? Um, are they an ideal art buyer? Ideal art buyers are anyone who fits into, I like them, and we have something in common. We have mutual friends. We both like sound bowls. We, uh, I don't know love doves and that's what I paint. I don't care what it is, something in common. Leads are people who have said, I'm interested in that, how much is it? Or how could I buy that? Like they've expressed interest in your work but have not bought it yet. I'm not gonna go through all of this. If you just write down their name and what type they are and then some sort of how you can find them. Your, their email address, their address, their social account, anything so that you can get back to them at some point in time, you're winning. And you don't have to know how to use all that yet. Just do it and we will learn together as we go. Uh, then the other thing you say you didn't know what the orbit list was. And I just explained the difference between ideal artists and leads not super well, but did, did you guys understand what I was trying to get at? Okay, so real quick review, then we're gonna go. You need to know your focus area, that your invitation is a chance to get in front of new people or reignite cold people already in your audience. Just a second. And you know where to spend your time. Your purpose is to look for ideal art buyers to add your orbit list and your content and try to sell your smalls, make and sell. Um, you are measuring ideal art buyers gained, leads gained and how many new people have joined that content place. For you, that might be Instagram, that might be your newsletter. That might, where do you want your people to gather? Just think of one central place and try to put them there. Mommy. Clear? Mommy. That feels doable, right? Mommy. It's simple enough. Mommy. Teddy. Mommy. Yes. No, you can't hit <laughs> Does anybody have any questions before we wrap up? No. No, thank you. Cool. Uh, was that clear? I want sleeping. Yeah. Cool. Mom, I want I gotta go do this. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Bye. Thanks for coming. Mommy. Yes. <laughs>